Thanks for joining me for another episode of Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. I'm going to recap the Hawkeyes' huge win over the Wisconsin Badgers on Saturday at Kinnick Stadium. The Hawkeyes are now 6-4 and four after being 3-4 and four a few weeks ago. They're on a little bit of a roll here. Three wins in a row, bowl eligible, and the Heartland Trophy goes back to Iowa City. And really just a huge win with Illinois losing to Purdue earlier in the day. The Hawkeyes, if they win out and, and Michigan beats Illinois, the Hawkeyes have a, will be in Indy. I mean, that's, that's all there is to it. The Hawkeyes will be in Indy if they win out. That's a big if. They have to go to Minnesota next. And then they play Nebraska in the last game of the season. But this game started out the Hawkeyes on offense and two negative plays and a three and out. Very concerning because the Wisconsin defensive line just dominated the line of scrimmage. And the Hawkeyes' struggles continued throughout the game. Luckily, they were able to get a few things going and they were able to put seven on the board when they got the ball inside the red zone a couple times. Well, the Hawkeyes also got a three and out against Wisconsin. The Badgers had to punt, and both teams struggled offensively in this game mightily. But Nick Herbig, the 6'2", 228-pound linebacker for Wisconsin, he just caused so much havoc in this game, rushing the quarterback. He had eight sacks coming into the game. They knew they needed to keep him away from Spencer Petras, but they couldn't do it. And I don't know how a guy so small can get through 300-pounders so consistently. He caused the fumble on Petrus that set up the Badgers' first field goal to go up 3 to nothing. He got a big sack to put the Hawkeyes in the hole on a, a third and 20 that led to another punt. And the first time he made a move on Mason Richmond, went right around him the second time. Uh, Jack Plum tried to cut block him. He just avoided the cut, went right in and threw Petrus to the ground. It was not a great start for that offensive line and really just a rough, rough game for that line. And a couple of guys seemed to get dinged up in this game, went out, and I don't believe they came back. But Iowa's defense was holding steady, and you know they were looking just unbelievable from the get-go in this game. I really expected Braylon and Allen to get some yards, but the Hawkeyes were just completely shutting him down. Graham Mertz couldn't do anything. He had that one looping, high-floating pass in this game. I thought for sure it was going to be picked off, but it somehow landed right in the receiver's arms. That was their big play for the first, you know, probably 25 minutes of the game. But the Hawkeyes struck on special teams with a blocked punt by Deontay Craig. The defensive end, who's having just a stellar year. I can't wait to see him back again next year as a Hawkeye, but he had the block, and then it was picked up by Jay Higgins who's likely a starting linebacker next year. He's been getting a lot of playing time with Justin Jacobs out and looking good out there. Well, that set the Hawkeyes up at the 17-yard line and it just took two plays for the Hawkeyes to score. Petrus with a nice little pass to Laporta on a quick curl. He broke a couple of tackles, got down to the three, and then Caleb Johnson waltzed into the end zone almost untouched on the left side of the line. Two plays, 17 yards, it's 7-3 to three Hawkeyes. And I really like that shotgun to Petrus and the handoff for the touchdown with Petrus and shotgun makes that defense a little bit unsure what the Hawkeyes are doing there. And it looks like the Hawkeyes are going to pass. So great call there. But the Hawkeyes, you know, as the game went on, that 
in that first half, they started to get some things going on the ground. Caleb Johnson, LaShawn Williams, um, just couldn't seem to keep anything going. It, it, was, it was one step forward, two steps back, and a lot of times it was a sack. For Big, got his third sack of the game uh, on a third and 14, where Petrus had just been sacked prior to that. Went right around Jack Plum again. And again, I, I don't know how a guy at 6'2", 228 pounds, and, and this was just a three-man rush that time, and they got to Petrus. Frustrating, frustrating, frustrating on that offense. But Mertz came right back and threw a pick six to Cooper to Gene. Right to him. Um, you know, I, I can see what he was looking at there, but Coop just read the he read the route, stepped in front of it, and just waltzed into the end zone with no issue. And all of a sudden it's 14 to 3 Hawkeyes. And it seemed like that was going to be the score before the Hawks, or before the half, but the Hawkeyes were up to some sort of shenanigans. They called a timeout, hoping to get the ball back on offense, I guess. But I don't know why they wanted to, to slow down the clock when they're up 14-3 to and Wisconsin had the ball. Hawkeyes call a timeout, allows Wisconsin to, to kind of get, get things in order, and, and they still struggled. They had a couple of rough plays there, but I would have liked to see the clock continuing to, to wind down. And now third and 18, Mertz finds a wide receiver wide open for a 51-yard touchdown with 50 seconds left in the half. Moss was on coverage. He dropped off of the wide receiver. He must have thought that the safety Schulte was going to be back there. He wasn't uh, wide open and, and not sure what happened there. Of course, some sort of mix-up between Moss and Schulte, a miscommunication on that play, obviously. So the Hawkeyes went in 14 to 10, just a three-point lead at halftime instead of 14 to 3. That was a little bit concerning. And the second half looked like maybe Wisconsin had something going. Allen had his best run of the day so far with an eight-yarder. But then Mertz let one hang in the air again. Merriweather tipped it. Nice diving interception by Riley Moss, his first of the year. But unfortunately, the Hawkeyes couldn't cash in on that one. There was a couple of check down passes well short of the chains. But the Hawkeyes punted, and then Mertz, with the juggling act after he took the snap, dropped the ball around the five-yard line, pounced on it, and Wisconsin was backed way up. So easy stop for the Hawkeyes there. But, boy, Iowa just on offense could not get anything going in this game. Could not sustain anything. Could not run consistently. Couldn't protect the quarterback and Wisconsin's D is pretty good but not to the level of some of the teams Iowa played earlier this year I think Wisconsin's 24 or something like that in total defense coming into this game this game will help that that statistic quite a bit because the Hawkeyes just could not put up many yards at all in this game um, but man and then a couple of injuries Stevens uh, the guard was injured in the first half looked like he had a helmet to helmet there and went out and never returned. And then Jack Plum injured in the second half. He limped off. Interesting to see what that offensive line is going to look like next week. The right side ended with Nick DeYoung at right tackle and Ellsbury at right guard. And DeYoung played some tackle last year, but he's been, been playing guard rotating in, in this year. So, but man, I just really felt like the defense needed another touchdown or special teams or something there. But uh, special teams... We're going to do it for the Hawkeyes. And, and the offense had the ability to clean some things up this, 
this week and, and at least put it in the end zone when they had had those easy chances getting the ball inside the red zone. But Taylor pinned Wisconsin back at the one-yard line. Cooper DeGene raced down the field, got the ball at the one, flipped it to his teammate, and Wisconsin had to take over from the one. And they were able to get out of there a little bit, but they had to punt. And then Cooper DeGene, boy, he is something special. And the cornerback for the Hawkeyes, returning punts because Arlen Bruce is out. And he returned the punt 41 yards to Wisconsin, 18. And then a first down pass, Laporta down to the five-yard line. And it's first and goal, Hawkeyes at the five. And, you know, the way this offense has been going, that's concerning. You're wanting them to get seven and not, not settle for three. But the Hawkeyes were able to do it. Quarterback sneak on third and goal from the one. It's 21 to 10 at that point. It really felt like this game was over, the way the Iowa defense was playing. Wisconsin needed two touchdowns to win, or I guess a touchdown, two-point conversion, and a field goal would have tied it. So, And then the Hawkeyes seemed to get a little bit of offense going late, probably wearing Wisconsin's defense down a little bit at that point. And the Hawkeyes got a field goal, and Joe Evans with a big sack. Logan Lee recovers the fumble, and the Hawkeyes get the big, big win. 24 to 10. And this game is going to be known as the Cooper to Gene game after what he did. Pick six, down the ball at the one on special teams, punt team, 10 tackles, tackle for loss, 80 plus punt return yards, looking like last year's Charlie Jones and then some on punt return. And you know, the offensive stats, ugly for both teams, but the Hawkeyes got the win thanks to just superiority with the defense and special teams and the big plays that they made. Both teams had just 11 first downs in the game. Wisconsin had 227 total yards, just 146 for the Hawkeyes, the lowest yard total of the year. 94 passing for Petrus on 14 of 23. Wisconsin had... 176 yards passing on 16 of 35 for Mertz, well under 50% there. Iowa outrushed Wisconsin by one yard, 52 to 51 yards. Iowa ran the ball 45 times to 31 for Wisconsin and had the ball for 33 and a half minutes. So so the Hawkeyes won the, the time of possession in this game. For Wisconsin, Allen with just 40 yards on 17 carries and... Caleb Johnson had 22 carries, 57 yards, so he won that battle. Petrus with minus 41 yards after being sacked six times, three by Herbig. Uh, Laporta led the receivers with five catches, 48 yards. Vines and Regani each with three catches. What a defensive performance for the Hawkeyes. Jack Campbell was everywhere on the field. He led the team with 11 tackles. DeGene with 10 tackles. Four sacks for the Hawkeyes. Joe Evans had one. Van Ness. Deontay Craig with one and a half sacks. Uh, he shared the one sack with Logan Lee. Riley Moss and DeGene. Two great interceptions. Troy Taylor didn't have his de- best day punting, but had some really nice punts late in the game. And the Hawkeyes had only won the Heartland Trophy two times in the last 10 years, 2015 and 2020. And the bowl is back in Iowa City for at least another year. Let's keep the Heartland Trophy in Iowa City for for several years now. 
the Hawkeyes have a chance to go to Indy for the Big Ten Championship. They just have to win out two, bo- two more border, border rivalry trophy games. Minnesota on the road next week. Nebraska in Kinnick on the Friday after Thanksgiving. And Illinois has to lose to Michigan, which I fully expect to happen, but who knows? That's why they play them. But I'm just happy that the Hawkeyes are on this winning streak. You know, think of a few weeks back, Iowa at 3-4, and four, and now it's 6-4. and four. The Hawkeyes are bowl eligible and could salvage a decent season with a couple more trophy game wins and a bowl win. So, you know, possibility of nine wins if they can win these last two, keep it going, and get to a bowl game and get a win there. So, huge W as an Iowa fan. You always want to beat the Badgers in any sport. So, let's all enjoy this one for the next week before the Hawkeyes go up at to Minnesota to face Fleck and the Golden Gophers. Good win, great win, and go Hawks!